Hello, 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 everybody. We're back for another Monday, an icy Monday. I roller skated, <laughs> I skated into to work today, and it's raining in January in North Dakota, so that has, means that there's going to be plenty of people uh, providing tow companies with a lot of fun stuff. But we're going to warm things up today because we are going to be discussing something that's near and dear to a lot of North Dakotans' heart, property taxes and your ability to fight back and uh, actually maybe have the opportunity to own your property. I'm here with Mitchell Sanderson today. Mitch, how you doing? How'd you get in? Everything was good? Pretty good. Pretty few, good. Few pretty good. People were in the ditch coming in. Yeah, well, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, it's uh slow down folks and you'll get there and if you're if you take some time. But the one thing I don't want to slow down on is is our our push to try to get back our ability to actually own our own property, which is near and dear to me. Now everybody knows because I've talked about it before that my property taxes went up an insane amount. And it's not about me. The reason I'm fighting this is because in my opinion and in the opinion of many others, and I believe in your opinion too, until we solve the property tax issue, we don't actually own anything. And I know you've had a couple of stories that I'd like you to share, your own personal story with your property taxes, and then I know that you also were helping somebody else with an issue where they were looking at a property tax problem. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to you and say, Mitch, how much fun have you had lately with your North Dakota property taxes? It's never fun dealing with the government. It's it's kind of a closed-door thing, and it's like us against them, and you're always fighting the system. People tell me you can't beat City Hall. Well, I'm going to. I'm not giving up, and, and I'm fighting for myself and for other people. My personal issue is I, I got my preliminary taxes this year, and it went up 42 and three-quarter percent, which to me is insane. I've never, ever seen that. Um, I started reading the Constitution on the taxes and the... North Dakota state statutes on the taxes. And a lot of people need to be aware that our county commissioners and our township people and your tax assessors in your counties, they aren't following state law. They can't raise your taxes more than 15%. And mine went up 42 and three quarter. Now, I did open records in my area. No one else did. So right there, that kind of gets my eyebrow up going, what the heck is really going on here? Are they upset with someone that challenges them and they're retaliating? laws against that too but um, there's also other uh, statutes that uh, there's something to do with three thousand dollars if it goes up three thousand dollars you can have them look at it you if it goes up more than ten percent it can be looked at I read ten percent I read that 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 was the current thing that was the threshold of ten percent but I want you to know uh, currently they're working to remove that ten percent they want that struck so that'll, of course, open the door for them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've talked to a couple of legislators already on this. There, there's bills put in, and this is the dirty game our legislators play in. They want to push these damn things to a study. People have been complaining to our legislators for years. There's no point to put this stuff to a study anymore. That, that's their game. They don't want to fix this. So we need to put our foot to the fire. In, in Walsh County, we're going to do home row county charters to cap it at 5%. And, and if it needs to be changed, it needs to be put to a vote of the people. That's true democracy. That's what we should be in this country. 
Well, the thing that uh, that I'm wondering about, too, is the fact that I know one just failed in the House. A property tax reform was struck down. Um, it was House Bill 1126 described as a reduction in the amount of assessment increase. Now, this is where this is where you see they, they nailed me. They went, well, your property has increased in value, so you can't be sad. But in Until I decide to sell my property, that doesn't do me any good at all. Mm -hmm. So as I'm sitting there and they're telling me that my property tax won't go up, but my assessments keep going up, they've just lied to me because my property tax bill is, of course, doing what? Going up. If you look at the definition of true and full value of your property, it's basically an opinion of what your assessor thinks your property is worth. They do have a small math formula, but other than that, it's an opinion. A double-wide trailer house that cannot be taxed at the same rate as a, a wooden frame built home, but they do. Um, they throw everything in the sun under there. Uh, now, another thing with mine, and this is where I got in with helping someone else. I got a letter. For under $10, they were going to take my property. A fee I didn't even know I had, and they send out this threatening letter. That's, that's what our government is. They threaten us. They intimidate us. And then they retaliate against us if we try to fight back. But under $10, I could have lost my property. If, if you only knew how many times I got someone else's mail or I didn't get mail that said, you know, a bill that come. Well, my mailbox is outside. So not that anybody's ever taken my mail, but I've come home some days and the, the lid's down because of the wind. I've gotten my neighbor's mail a lot. I would assume that the, the reverse is true. So there seems to me that there, A, could be a better way that you can acknowledge, such as where you sign off on something that you get, you okay. know? Under state law, the sheriff is supposed to hand deliver this letter to you. Ah. And that's where I'm helping these other people. They paid their taxes. And there was this $188 fee that, or interest or something they didn't know they had again. And guess what? A township uh, city council member bought their home <gasps> for that. You're, you're kidding me. So that's a dirty town or a city council member that should, they should have went over there. And first of all, they didn't follow state law. That's, wait a minute. They bought the home out from underneath them and they didn't even know it? Yeah. They got served papers that it was already sold. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding, cause, and that's where I really got smoked. I was mad about my issue, and then I heard about theirs. I'm going, they got three, four, three or four kids in the house, and they had to get up and move. They didn't. I, I'm pretty sure they had to go. Uh, but they're working on it because... That's uh, wrong. I think it's tomorrow that they got their county commission meeting. I told them to go to the township board, go to their the city council or their commissioner meeting, because this is BS. No one... Anyone with a heart and soul would not take a family's home away for Absolutely. $188. And that's your government. They don't give a dick. No, no, no. no. That, that, is, that is basically akin to being slavery. Yeah. Because, because the, apparently, because you don't actually own your house, the government does, yeah. at any point in time, which we just saw, they can evict you. Yep. Yep. It's that. It, I, I'm glad to see you fired up about this because I was so mad when I heard this. And then the statute goes on to say that certified letters can be sent out for out-of-state property owners. It never once says anything about a certified letter. I want a sheriff to deliver this paper to me so I know I got it. And that's recorded and documented. I got this paper so I can go in and fix this. Didn't happen. They didn't follow state law. So now they got to go in and talk. And, and uh, the attorney 
This is in Nelson County now. Uh-huh. The, the state's attorney for Nelson County should be going, no, you didn't follow the damn law. Give the house back to them. You pay your $188, which they had to pay anyway. You still got to pay it. You Get st- out. You lose your home, you still got to pay that fee you didn't even know you had. Okay, now I have a question to ask you because I've heard of this before. If they sell the house for more than the $188, the state gets to keep that too? I have no clue. Okay, because from, from let's say that you, uh, from what I have understood when I when I, t- I talked to it, and this was still active, let's say you owed $10,000, whatever, and you're, they sold your house for $80,000. Um, the, the, everything that they made on that, including the $10,000, the $10,000 went to, the, to your debt, but then the rest of it the state keeps as well. So I'm thinking that that might even be the case here too, unless the commissioner, and I'm hoping he did because this would look really good. If he bought that house for $188, this is, this, this makes the mob, I'm Italian, this makes my mafia relatives look like freaking Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's, people really got to start understanding that this government doesn't work the way we're taught in school. We, we need to get out there and really start. We need to clean house, period. We got a swamp in Bismarck. It's not just in D.C. No, no, I, I will agree with you. And, in fact, some of the most egregious things that are coming down through the and, legislature and stuff is, is on this property tax thing. And, of course, they're attempting to mollify everyone by giving us a, uh, an income tax issue. Well, the elderly people that are sitting out there on their, on their farms and stuff that want to remain in home, not go to a home, remain in their home, aren't worried about their income taxes. They're worried about their property taxes and the assessments and stuff going out, and this is going to do nothing to help them. Right. I've talked to a lot of people, uh, a lot of elderly especially. I was just talking to some last night about it, and they said theirs went up too, and they think it's way more than that 10 15%. It is. Another thing, now this is controversial to some people, but it's not to me because I I read laws, I read the Constitution. In the North Dakota Constitution, it's Mm -hmm. very clear. The state cannot assess taxes for their expenses. So property taxes, and then there's another section that says that you can't assess taxes for the fund property, for, or for schools, basically. So all, that section in your property taxes, when you get it, the taxes specifically for your school, that is unconstitutional according to the North Dakota Constitution. That's cut and dry. That isn't even debatable, kid. Well, I know that what they're doing right now, because um, I'm out there watching the bills and stuff that are, that are being proposed and stuff, and they're currently rewriting century code. Like redacting, revising. I mean, they are rewriting Century Code like nobody's business. And so basically, what they're doing is they're taking everything that had been the rights of the people and they're making it the rights of the government. And I am not amused by any of the movement that's going on in this current session at all. And I know from the amount of bills and stuff that are coming through and the amount of the changes that are coming through. I don't have any proof of this, but my gut tells me, because I taught school for 20 years, my gut tells me that I would be willing to bet that 80% of our legislators aren't even reading these things, just like they don't at the federal level. They're just passing them on the say-so of what the title is, which is wrong. I, I, I think you might be right on there. I don't think most legislators read them. I, I, I know for a fact, like in the last session... Bills come out of committee. Amendments were made by the, the rules. You're supposed to read the amendments on the floor before they vote on them. They didn't even read the uh, This one had to do with the, the tax auditor, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, with Josh Galley. That wasn't even read on the Senate floor and it was passed. And I asked my senator, well, well, what, did you read this? Did you know this? Was it read on the floor? She won't answer. But I did open records. No. 
This stuff was not in the meeting of the minutes in the subcommittee, and it was not in the meeting of the minutes on the floor when they voted on it. To which I have to ask, how the hell do you represent the people when you don't even know what you're voting on? You know, they all make it to the uh, the restaurants after after each session to have a bunch of, of adult beverages and mm-hmm. slap each other on the back and tell each other how important they are. They don't seem to miss that, but they don't use the time that God gave them when they're down in Bismarck to read the, the legislature's bills and stuff that are coming through. I, I'm, I really oftentimes wonder what the hell they are representing. Yep, I, I agree. I'm, I'm just a citizen. I, in the evenings, I sit down and I read these damn bills. Legislators can do the same thing. They're getting paid to do it. Yes. Well, I know that, that I and some of my people that we, we do research and stuff, and let me tell you, folks, if you think reading this stuff is fun, your eyes will roll back in your heads because they are written purposely, I believe, in gobbledygook. Some of it is, yeah. But uh, it, it's more, it angers me to see what they're really doing. I don't see legislature working for the people hardly anywhere. Some places, just, just driving in now, I, I heard there's a bill on the floor that we, if you don't pull over when there's a, a, a dead car on the edge of the road that you're going to get a $20 fine. Uh, that, that's all fine and dandy. I got nothing against that. But we got way bigger fish to fry with what's going on. We need to clamp down on what Burgum's doing, what our party leadership is doing. It, it is criminal as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, not, when we were talking about we never own property, people need to look up Chapter 57-02-40. And that totally explains in clear wording that you never own your property. It has a permanent lien on it. And that's in state statute. Well, and everything, the bill that just got, got d- demolished where he wanted to have more transparency, he said the bill will allow greater transparency for the property owner because it would actually require the assessor to notify the owner of the increase in the property's value, any increase in the they, property's they are, they value. They already have to by state law right now. Yep, but they're not. And this is, what, uh, this, is, this is a typical case of a bill being written to enforce a bill that has already been written. But, but here's the thing. This is what I love. Um, the opposition to the bill came came from government agencies. That's who opposed it. And they said that uh, they worried. Now, this is exactly what they said. I'll, I'll let you know what they think of us here. They say this will cause confusion to the property owner. I ask how. They also say the property owner has the option to protest through the equalization process and can file an abatement. I say if one does not know that their value increased, how would they know what the process is for protesting or even attending hearings on assessments? And that's the key. They're keeping us completely in the dark as to what our rights are. They say telling us about our rights will confuse us because we're just too stupid to get it. And I'm really tired of people teaching, trying to trying to treat me like I'm a knuckle-dragger that can only use Crayolas to communicate. Yeah. Now, I had a legislator say right to my face that he goes to Bismarck to do what he thinks best. I said, no. That's not his job. Public forums, you answer my emails, you introduce bills for me. Nope. He flat, I'm glad he's gone right now. He's done. He got redistricted out and didn't rerun. But that's the mentality of some of our legislators. That is not what I want them to do. Their job is not to vote their conscience. Their job is to, to survey the people and represent us. And rut, what represents people better than Southtown Poorhouse? we got to pay some bills here. Because Southtown Poorhouse is the place where every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. You can stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour, where you get to buy one app and get one half off. Every day from 6 to 8 
p.m. And don't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursdays from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. And on 120, it's Slamabama. And on 121, it's Rains, R-A-Y-N-E-S. Get out there and hear some good band music. And every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, located at 2015 Library Circle next to the Grand Cities Mall, where they're open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m., and they're looking to hire. So if you want to have a wonderful job listening to good music, that's the place to go, Southtown Poorhouse. So... I know that uh, let's. If I take a look at the income tax, the flat tax that they're trying to dangle in front of us like a carrot, because they don't want us to know the truth. When I did some some math on it, um, my my friend actually helps me do the math because you know I'm dyslexic. Because you watched me on Fridays when I get tired and I don't think goes backwards. But my friend Trish really did the math, and she came up with the fact that somebody who makes five hundred thousand dollars used to pay about eleven thousand dollars in tax. That's without any deductions or any loopholes. Uh, under this new proposal by Mr. Burgum, they'll get that down to about six grand. But if you're under $90,000, which is where a vast majority of people in North Dakota are, you're going to actually see your income tax go up. Now, it will not be a large increase, but if I'm looking for a property tax abatement and I'm basically getting an income tax increase, even if it's only a little bit, where's the input for me to go, this is a great deal? It's not a great deal anyway. I'm getting actual an increase in my income tax, and I still don't own my own property. Yep, that's the equivalent of Biden saying anyone under 400000 won't pay any more in taxes. Well, oh, I, that, I do what yeah. I'm thinking of saying right now, I don't want to say. Well, I, I happen to know because I've, I've started the deep dive into doing our taxes. And let me tell you, uh, I fared much better under, under Mr. Trump in many ways. Not just that I paid less taxes, but my 401k went up. I was paying less for gas. I was paying less for groceries. So in general, across the board, and for those of you people who don't like Trump, that's fine. I don't. I, this isn't about Trump. I'm just using the comparison that under Mr. Trump in office, this is the economy I was experiencing. Now, under Biden, I'm paying more for gas. I'm paying more for groceries. I'm for running into not being able to find things because the supply chain ar- 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 isn't working. And my taxes are through the freaking roof. And I'm a retired person on a fixed income. Yep. No, you can thank Buttigieg for some of that stuff, Mr. Um, absent every day, just like Biden. I, I don't know what to say about that. But what I've been telling people is you take a small, uh, what was a 32-ounce bottle of Gatorade at your local dollar store for a dollar before this stuff started. It, okay, one dollar, 32 ounces. Now that bottle is 28 ounces, it's a dollar forty-five. That's over a 50% increase in the price of that product. Our our inflation rate is not 9%. No. We're, we're not touching any other groceries. Meats, eggs, eggs are insane right now. Meat's insane. Gas come down, went back up a little bit. All they do is lie to us at the federal level and the state level, and they try to play games with us. Well, I had somebody go to me, well, you're over 65. No, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and use the uh, homestead law? Well, the homestead law, unfortunately, uh, here's the deal. A person is ineligible for exemption under this subsection if the value of assets of that person and any dependent right residing within uh, that person's home 
is uh, under was under fifty thousand was fifty thousand dollars a year or less. Then they got the homestead credit. Now what they're trying to do here is the the bill that they're doing, House Bill twelve eleven, wants to increase that homestead credit thing where you can now have an income that exceeds $750,000, including the value of any assets divested within the last three years. So that's a little bit better, but I still don't own my house. So again, it's window dressing. Yeah, I've started reading some of the homestead credit stuff. We have, you know, it's a good thing for some people that are disabled. Yes. That that I get. Um, What... And I got someone in my neighborhood that's an ex-veteran. He's disabled. He doesn't pay property taxes. But the kicker to me is when I did open records on my township members, I think three out of the five don't pay property tax. Isn't that interesting, the fact that that they're benefiting as well? Yeah, well, I don't know what their reasons were, if they were disabled, what the law they got this covered under. But I think three, pretty sure three out of the five did not pay property tax, but they raised mine 42 and three-quarter percent. Well, mine got raised 73.3 percent, and um, we have made no changes within the last year. Now, the thing is that's that's funny is they said, well, the county is – the the, uh, company we hired to do the assessing wasn't out doing their job. Not my problem. Not my problem. Also, uh, I found it interesting because remember we said it ha- couldn't be more than 10%, mm-hmm. no matter what. And if, if they hire somebody who's not doing their job, why do I have to pay for that? That's called you go after them legally. The state goes mm-hmm. after them legally, and then they get someone in to redo it. Um, the, the game the state plays is they say that's a county thing. When you talk to county people, they say that's a state thing. And I'm going, no, the, the state sets up some guidelines, but it's the county that does all the, the values and puts the numbers in there. So, so they, they play that blame yes. game. And we got to, people like that all need to be recalled. You need them all. Well, here's the fun thing, because you're right. What they're going to do is they're going to send you from department, department to department until you get so tired and so frustrated, you walk away and say the heck with it. Because that's what most people do, because most people actually have lives. But this guy gets smoke coming out of his ears, and he's, the wheels start spinning even faster. Well, and, and I'm kind of the same way. I, when I see injustice being done, that's when it really it really affects me. It's stupidity. I I can tolerate stupidity. I mean, it doesn't excuse. I don't excuse it, but I can tolerate it. But open outright injustice. Right. That that I'll use I'll use a wonderful word that triggers me mm-hmm. like nobody's business because because it's their job. Now, the one thing that I've noticed is that. Uh, the the reason they say they can't give us any property tax relief is because it affects the school districts and each individual school district and each individual uh, county and stuff like that is in charge of this. So again, it's as you said, it's the pass the buck because if you take a look at things like that, the state controls a lot of that anyway. Well, people got to remember this. Well, most people don't know this. the The counties get legislative funding. Mm-hmm. Okay. They also got massive COVID funding in the millions. Yes. The schools got COVID money. My Park River School District got like 800000 Why did our school taxes go up then? They're double dipping, triple dipping everywhere, and people don't know this. And then there's another thing, the prairie dog money. Yes. Most, most people don't stop to think that they're getting that too. Why are our taxes skyrocketing? In Walsh County, I think it's because they want to build that new jail slash prison, which I don't want in my neighborhood. And... From seeing how Grand Forks built theirs and how theirs was in financial trouble and not having enough inmates, 
to, to fund it at one time. I don't want this in my neighborhood because, I, okay, I got to bring this up. Walsh County commissioners won't even reply to uh, emails, nothing. Um, I asked them specific, important questions on how this is going to be funded, how it's going to be staffed, how it's going to be maintained, if there's going to be diversity and equity officer like Bergham put in our state pen right now. We don't need a diversity and equity officer wasting our tax dollars. Nothing. No county commissioner got back to me, not a one. The county auditor, I sent the email to her. She's refusing to read it at the meeting or even present it to the commissioners at the meeting. Now, a while back, our county commission... Uh, took our auditor off the elected position. It's, okay. it's an appointed position now, so they got a crony in there to do whatever they want. She's refusing open records. County commissioners are refusing open records. Sheriffs refusing open records. Doug Burgum's refusing open records. This is another issue we were talking yep. about. And it just shows the in-depth corruption in our government. The attorney general is not enforcing open record laws or doing uh, opinions for us when we send them in on denial of open record laws. We don't need a, a legislator to do it for us on open uh, record denials. We do for a, an a AG opinion, but not for an open record denial. No, we shouldn't. And I know that the, that they're actually coming out with some more. They're, they're actually uh, wanting so that if you file an open record request that you can no longer do it anonymously, that you have to provide them with all of your information. This is one that came down from a Republican senator. Now, I don't mind giving them my information, BFD. Yep. But, but, but the thing is, is that they're, what they're basically asking you to do is dox yourself. And so what happens with that is that allows them to have the ability for reprisals, which I agree they're not supposed to be able to do. But you and I both know, and you just registered a whole bunch of stuff, they're not supposed to be able to refuse to provide you with open records, which they're also doing. So what we're facing right now is a North Dakota government and a North Dakota bunch of departments which are refusing to follow law and... Be damned. They, you, there's nothing you can do. They also all have taken an oath to follow the Constitution. Another thing our Walsh County Commission is doing is they got a commissioner that's a legislator. That's against the state Constitution. And I, the reason I knew about that is Senator Connie Triplett from Grand Forks here had to step down from her uh, Grand Forks County Commission job because under the state Constitution, you can only hold one elected position. They're violating that in Walsh County. And the commissioner said it's been done before, so it should be fine. No. It's a violation of the North Dakota Constitution. Well, um, here's the other thing that I have. You know how you mentioned the jail and how they're losing money? Part of the reason that the uh, Grand Forks County Jail is losing money is because we're housing state prisoners and we're not being reimbursed for it. Lots. A lot of that, yeah. And so what we're seeing is where the state, which, by the way, as we know, is trying to figure out what to do with all of these massive amount of funds that they have. But maybe part of the reason they have so much money is because they're not paying their own bills that they should be paying, but they're putting it on our backs because, guess, our property taxes are what's being asked to do that done. And that, to me, makes no sense. You see that everywhere. A lot of you hear this uh, deferred maintenance thing. We got incompetent people in our government running our schools, running our county buildings, all this stuff. And then they got millions. Like in Grand Forks here, they wanted to build a $25 million Taj Mahal library. Why? That, the library here is not that bad. And it's, they need to be held accountable. People, and here again, we can't have unelected bureaucrats. We have to have a manner of removing these people. And if they won't get removed by the people in power that we elect, then we need to recall and remove those people.
Well, part of the other problem is the fact that, um, and, I, and it's something that I've been battling for quite a while, we have a very uninformed populace that uh, is, is not aware of what's going on. And if you attempt to talk to them about it, they sit there and go, well, that can't be because there's no way that it would be allowed to continue. But the reason it's being allowed to continue is because we have an uninformed populace who doesn't, yeah. who doesn't kick in about the fact that it's occurring. Yeah. And to add to that, this is another issue I wanted to speak with you, is when the North Dakota Department of Health blocked public comment on their Facebook page, they violated federal law. And I found a federal case that uh, in the 4th District that brings that up. So the North Dakota Department of Health has violated federal law. Once you become a public entity or a, a legislator, you cannot block that and you're using it for political use there okay so my senators has violated federal law the department of health has violated federal law and my own district 19 chairman has violated federal law which is a reason why some of them are trying to rewrite those century codes as quickly as they can this session because they're trying to make it so when you point out things like this to them they're no longer uh, violating law and so there's been a there's there's a lot of skullduggery going on especially with um, health and human services and we're going to be talking about that oh. next week in fact we're going to be doing a deep dive into the changes that they're doing with health and okay. human services because in my opinion health and human services is being weaponized I, and again what it. what's happening with health and human services is they're not elected they're hired you're not going to be able to do a damn thing about it when they come after I, you i got a good one on that one i got an email that actually States, they will, the Department of Health in North Dakota will not provide any open records on COVID. What? You're kidding. I got it, kid. I'll send it to you. And there, where this is where I'm going to have to sue the state again. And, and no citizen should have to do no. this. No. They're blatantly breaking the law. And, and just like with the Attorney General emails, Drew Wrigley gets on and says no laws were violated. That's total bullcrap. Chapter 54 clearly spells out they cannot do that, and then open record laws fall right into this. That has to be kept for record's sake. By the way, I also want to point out to you, those are not missing. Nothing is ever missing. And if they really wanted to get those, I would be willing to bet that they could backtrack from where the emails were sent to legislators and other people because... Nothing has disappeared, but what happens with the the computers and with things like that is if, if it's wiped... It's not gone, but you have to want to find it. Yeah, but they say they brought someone in from out of state, an oh, independent please. firm, but that firm said it can't be retrieved, which I'm a computer guy. I'm calling BS on that. Yeah, I'm calling BS on it, too. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. People got to question everything the government says because they will lie right to our face like it's the truth, and we have to stop this. Well, I'm going to do another Obscene Profit break, and this one is for Executive Properties. Paul, if you are ready, we can go to that commercial. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. Yes, they are doing snow removal and they are doing ice removal and we can use them in the parking lots out here. 
one of the things that I know about um, Health and Human Services is the fact that uh, they're looking to hire a bunch more people, and they're going to want them to have psychiatric training, which is going to uh, scare me a lot because I'm basically going to be having lay people that have a complete control be able to come into my home, my, my school, where my child is or whatever, and make the decision as to whether or not an environment is fit for them or whether or not I am mentally capable. And this could open up a huge can of worms because uh, China has used this as, as well as Russia because their dissidents, their political dissidents were simply regarded as misguided and mentally ill. Thus, they were sent to re-education camps. Now, I know there's people that are going to be listening to this that are going to be saying that I've gone off on the tin hat crazy train. No, it's true. But but, but let me tell you, this is how it starts. Yeah, it, all this stuff is starting to disarm you, you know, trying to take our Second Amendment away. Free speech, our, our First Amendment, they're doing everything that other communist socialist countries have done. And if people can't see that, you know, supposedly we're split. About 50-50 in this country. I can't believe 50% of the population is that dumb to believe what their government's shoveling them. Well. I don't want to believe it, okay? I don't, I don't want to believe it either. But, but I don't know if it's necessarily that, that they're stupid. Um, okay. I have a, a childhood friend, and her mom was my second mom. And Sophia was a Russian freedom fighter who ended up in Auschwitz. So uh, I have some background that a lot of other people do not have in, in the concentration camp and stuff era. And one of the things that Sophia would constantly tell our, us as children, besides never to forget, was the fact of the people that calmly packed up a suitcase, grabbed their kids by the hand, and walked them to the ghettos where they were sequestered by the Germans, and then calmly packed up another suitcase and walked them to the train stations where they were all loaded on the cars and taken to the camps where they were handed a stone and told it was soap, stripped naked, had all their belongings taken from them, and and walked to the showers calmly. And that wasn't because they were stupid. It was because they were in a humongous state of denial. And by the time they came to their feelings were that there was no longer anything they could do. And a lot of people that I talk to today scare me when they say there is nothing I can do. I, I agree with that. I just had a chat with an elderly lady that's totally brainwashed. Um, she told me I need to find religion. And I'm going, lady, you don't know me. I said, uh, I am exposing crime in our government does that mean I need to find religion and stop exposing crime in the government? I'm trying to get the government to follow the laws that we have to find. Does that mean I need to go find religion? I looked at this lady with disbelief that that even come out of her mouth. That's the stuff we do have out there. People are so brainwashed, it's, it's, well, you can't get through to them. The, some of the people I've talked to said, God, God is in control. He won't allow this to happen. And I look at them and I say, God is in control. But God also said, the Lord helps them that helps themselves. And God gave me a brain. And God gave me a backbone. And a mouth. <laughs> and I am using it. And I am attempting to get other people to wake up and understand that God is here. We're not the kooks. But, 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 but God is... God is circumvented, and God's fighting a whole bunch of battles on a whole bunch of fronts. And maybe this time he's relying on me and you, Mitch, to take care of this one. 
I, that's the way I look at it, and that's how I explain it to my wife and my kids, and they get it. You know, my wife is scared because she does work, have a government paycheck coming in, and, I, and she supports me. She knows everything I'm going to say and do is a, the truth, and I can back it up, but she also knows that might not matter. No. And, and, and that's the problem we're facing because we, we talked a little bit about health and human services and we're going to get back, like I said, we're going to talk about that in depth next week. But a lot of people don't remember, but when COVID, which is why they don't want to give you any COVID information, when COVID first hit and Burgum came out with that app that was supposed to track people and stuff, uh, the first district health unit was the one that was enforcing quarantine. So if you'd been thought to be exposed or whatever, you were supposed to turn yourself in to first district health. And if you did not comply with that self-check protocol, you could be held in jail for 30 days and charged with a $1,500 fine. That was in the state of North Dakota, people, because you didn't report into your government bureau. Yep. Where's your papers? Um, I can add to that. Uh, session back, the Department of Human Services committee was held against state law in a room that was not posted that was supposed to be in behind locked closed doors and that's the biggest budget we have in the north dakota budget and and they're expanding it right now they're they're throwing a millions more at it as well as adding people but no heads rolled clear violation of state law multiple ones and Burgum does nothing where are legislators doing check and balances it, it don't exist in this government they won't they're all afraid to end up like Luke Simons. They're going to get kicked out. Uh, they didn't follow their own rules there when they kicked him out. But I, but I got to tell you, you know, at what point do you do you do you not have principles? This is this is what everybody looks out for themselves, Kit, their own paycheck, their own family. They could care less, really, what happens to the rest of us. But then, if you got that mentality, get the hell out of Bismarck. Well, and, and the fact is that then why are you, why are you so hot to trot to run and, and be a quote-unquote representative? Because if you have no principles, that's the last spot we need you is in government. Yep, just glory and status. I see that in a number of them. They, they don't have a brain in their head to be a legislator. They're not smart enough, some of them. Well, the other thing I notice when I talk with some of them is the attitude is, do you know who you're talking to? And I'm like, why do I have to care? Do you want me to take a knee and, and, and bow fealty to the Duke and Duchess of legislative? And that's their attitude. Yeah, it is. And uh, we get that same idea going when you deal with our courts. People are afraid of law enforcement. They're afraid of our courts. Why? That's where we're supposed to go for justice. When well, our own court judges don't follow law. Now, I can back any of this up. Anything I say here, I can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that judges do not follow rules of court, do not follow state law. I got an issue going on right now, still, that I'm working on, where I'm going to take it to federal court. I, if I can, I got to look it up. Where I got kicked out of the Republican Party just because they could. Now... Is that a party for the people? Well, I got to tell you, they're re busy rewriting their rules and stuff off at, at most of the districts, and that's why they're having their district reorganization meetings right now because, of course, they gerrymandered all a bunch of the stuff and got rid of a lot of the legislators that weren't on board for their agendas. Right. And chairmans. Oh, yeah. So district chairmans, too. Oh, got oh yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. And, and so that's, that's one way of, of, of again— Avoiding the will of the people. Mm -hmm. but, but the other thing that people don't understand is that they're writing these rules so that they get to pick and choose who's a member of the Republican Party. Yep. If they don't like who you are, 
you can't join. That's what the uh, Burgum's doing. That's what they did to me. I got up and spoke in a nominating committee, and I started explaining to them that all this money is here. This is what the law says. And three, four days later, I got an email saying, your dues are being sent back. You're out of the Republican Party. You can't be a delegate. Well, you know what? They just opened themselves up for a massive lawsuit. Well, when I, when I ran as an independent, I was told that I, I can't run as a Republican in North Dakota for six years. And I said, the way the Republican Party is currently structured in North Dakota, I don't care because I don't want to run as a Republican. Not, because as far as I'm concerned, you guys are filthy. Not under this leadership, not under this governor. Nope. It is horrible. And they, people need to understand, these people aren't Republicans. No. Look what they're doing. That's all it takes. Look what they're doing and look through the spin they try to put on everything. You know, you can go out to the North Dakota website and you can look up the bills and stuff. And if you're not even sure what the bills are, and believe me, I understand because there's numbers, 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 numbers. But if you go to the correct page, what you can do is you can just punch in property tax under the thing. And all the bills that mention property tax will come up for your perusal. It's not tough, but you have to want to do it. Okay. Um, Something else I'd like to add to that. Last session, the way Mm -hmm. the website was set up, way easier to do this and find your bills. I agree. This session, it's a little more complicated. They don't want us to easily be able to figure this stuff out. I don't think they do. And it's just like when Doug Burgum come in, you could actually email the adjutant general or other departments directly. They took all them emails away. Now you have to go through the state I'll call it website, email. You don't even know who's getting it and if it's getting passed on to anybody. Well, see, and that's why they call it a bureaucracy, and that's why bureaucracies are communists' heaven and independent hell. Because what you do is you end up getting bounced from department to department. Now, I don't know if anybody else – I've been blessed to be able to travel in Europe. And some of the places we've been to Poland, we've been to Switzerland, we've been to a lot of places. And if you need something in a country that is maybe not necessarily what you're used to in America, you're going to be going from department to department, back to department to department. In fact, it reminded me very much of, of when I was uh, was over, teacher over at Northland. Because I'd have a student come up to me and going, I'm having a problem with this, and I've been to this department and this department and this department. I've talked to this person and this person, and everybody keeps sending me back. And I'd look at them, and I'd go, come with me. <laughs> and I'd grab them by the little hand, and I'd say, we're going to fix this right now. But see, in, that's what the legislators are supposed to be doing for us. They're supposed to be, if we go to them, they're supposed to be able to take our hands, and they're supposed to be able to say, come with me. We're going to solve this. And instead, you want to know what they're doing? They're going, go to that department. They're doing the same thing. They, they don't want to help us. They don't want to have public forums. And, and that's what I'm doing with people now. I'm teaching people how to go to your website, the government website, how to find your administrative codes that most people don't know about, and, and then uh, your state codes and the Constitution. Read it. I just got done rereading the North Dakota Constitution and the U.S. Constitution, and it's sick what's really going on out there. I had a legislator argue with me. You can't decide what's unconstitutional. Only courts can. <laughs> and I said, you don't think I've read the court cases on this before I talk to you? That's but, their ignorance. But that's the problem we're having, and this is why they're scrambling so much. There is so much century code being rewritten this session. It is literally terrifying. It's hard to read and keep up. They ram the stuff through so fast, but I try to every session to read every bill. But then you got to watch how they amend it because it won't be in their subcommittee minutes, which is a violation of law. It won't get read on the floor sometimes before they vote on it again after it comes out of that subcommittee. That's also a violation of the rules 
Uh, our legislators are not transparent. They are not working for us. This doesn't have to be this difficult. In right. fact, when I ran for office, one of the things I wanted to, to see was I wanted to see each legislator have a page. And it would list all of the bills, and I would be able to go to my legislature and, and find out exactly how they voted on everything else. Over but that, yeah. you see, so, so what I can do then is I don't have to go and look at each of the bills and then go back and track and try to find out how my legislator voted compared to everybody right. else. It would be right on each legislator's page, yeah. and the bills would be explained in actual English, because sort of like uh, the the bills that are coming through the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, yeah, that is not what that is. That is the Screw the American People Act, and but of course, you know, the odds on getting that passed and through the media is none, so they rename it. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm looking at transparency and the fact that we can't even have this at the state level. And you can see those. when you look at this, you can see why people get defeated and go, I can't do anything, and just... Pull into that fetal position and hope that everything passes them by. Yeah. Well, you, you got everything from open record denials to Al Jagger, the Secretary of State, uh, trying to keep ballots off the initiative or initiatives off the ballot. Yes. I mean, it's, I got kicked off jury duty because the Walsh County state's attorney said I would be biased against Walsh County. I'm the last person that's going to be biased against someone in court that is going through a trial. I'm going to be there enforcing the laws, helping the jury pool know what the laws are because I am experienced in it. And I'm, if that person's guilty and we can prove it, the person's guilty. If the person's innocent and we can prove it, the person gets let go. The judge and that state's attorney I've butt heads with for years, and I'm filing complaints on all of them I'm, I'm working on. They have violated the Federal Hatch Act. They have violated the North Dakota Corrupt Practice Act. They refuse to enforce laws when you give them the evidence of the crime and the statute that was violated. This is what we got run. The problem in this country, bottom line, in my opinion, is our corrupt legal system. A, a well, government's corrupt, period. But our legal system, if it worked right, the government couldn't get away with this crap. The logic that they've got where, where you have it against the county. The county should have nothing to do with the court case. I mean, I understand there's a county prosecutor. But when you go in and you're on a jury, you're not worried about the county versus somebody. You're worried about, about what, what transpired that caused this person to be there and the law. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself would lead... Warning bells to go off on me that maybe the county is on a vendetta because if they even frame it like they, that, they are. Okay. If, 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 if they frame it like that, then that says to me the county has something to hide, that they are on a vendetta oh, and they oh, do they, need to be aware of. They, they do. Uh, past county commissioners have violated many laws. Um, back in 03 when we did a shared parenting initiative, the county commissioners cannot take up an initiative measure and, and support it or oppose it. That's a violation of the Federal Hatch Act and the North Dakota Corrupt Practices Act. The Grand Forks Council, Grand County Commissioners actually voted on it in their meetings. They violated the Federal Hatch Act. And you know what the penalty is? You're removed from government office and can never be held in office again. Where are your attorneys fighting this stuff? Our Bar Association and the attorneys, there's good attorneys out there, but they're afraid. The problem in this country is fear. People fear the government, and that's not a democracy. It's not a representative republic. I happen to know that, that there's a bunch of attorneys in, in North Dakota that have been told that if they make waves, they'll lose their licenses. I know someone that, that will just be, got this board. That, that it will be taken away from them. So how do you fight on the right side if, if what it's going to end up with is that you're disbarred, your, your livelihood and what you went to, to, to college for and school for and everything else is, is being told, oh, and by the way, I have the power to take this away. 
that's not a, a, a representative uh, republic. Yeah. That's not democracy. That is that's slavery re- and, and tyranny. It's retaliation, and there's all kinds of retaliation case law out there where you've got to take them people and hold them. Because let's, okay, this attorney that I know that just got disbarred, this person can still fight as a pro se litigant. He's got the knowledge, got the background, got all the information, knows how to fight. Um, and this person has to fight it. And I gave this attorney a law firm down in Arizona that actually come up and help fight against the North Dakota Bar Association at one point in the past. Cause it was uh, illegal to use uh, attorney dues to fight against a citizen's initiative. And that's what the North Dakota Bar Association sure does. And we got lawlessness everywhere in the North Dakota government. People have to start standing up. Don't be afraid. This is our kids' future. It's the rest of our lives. Do you want to end up behind bars or disappear? Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, too. Yeah. You know how you said your wife is scared? I'm scared, too. And uh, I, I have been watching the slow decline start to come really, really fast. And when Very. I took a look at what they're doing with the... Uh, Century codes and the other stuff that's coming down, they have, they have put this on fast track this session. And, of course, once this session is over, you know, we've got two years. Where, where are legislators having public forums informing us of what's going on? Where are the newspapers digging into this and publicizing what's going on? This is socialism being snuck in under the rug real fast. Like here's, here's the thing that I always think, and that is whenever anybody looks at me and says, trust me. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already, I'm already gone. Ronald Reagan had the most perfect comment for that one. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, trust, don't trust the government. Uh, if, if the government says I'm here to help you, yeah, yeah. Run, anything run. but. Run. Yeah. Well, listen, we have one more profit margin break to make, and that is for Life Vantage. And I want to ask you, do you take collagen? Have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? This collagen not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own collagen using natural products and maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage. For more information, check out stephk.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth at gmail.com. And you can biohack your life with Life Vantage. And if you are a little rough on the computer skills, you can click on the link at gfbestsource.com, and they will take you directly to Life Vantage. And I have to tell you, Paul has been taking collagen, and he has never looked better in his life. He is just looking such like a scrumptious little good boy. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get nailed for that today, but that's fun. Bruce is gonna be mad. Bruce, at him. no, Bruce is gonna be dying laughing. So get out there and contact Stephanie and look younger and feel better. So, okay, let's do this. Let us take a look at some of the... We've got 10 minutes left. What else do you want to say besides... We've been preaching to the choir here. We've been saying, wake up and pay attention. But let's say somebody says, all right, you you reached me. Where do I start? Yeah. People don't know where to start. They go and get doors slammed in their face, and then they just give up and walk away. That's the average person. You've got to have the gumption. You've got to have some fire inside you to go, I'm not leaving this to my kids. I'm not putting up with this period. I don't care if I have kids or not. Um, we're supposed to be able to go to someone like the Ethics Commission on this stuff. Ethics Commission is absolute joke. Oh, oh, wait. And they got new bills, want more money for that. They're, gonna, they're looking to hire 9,000 more personnel for the Ethics Commission. Did for you? what? 
I didn't see that one. Yes, yes. But, but the board we got now is handpicked by Burgum. It's a total corrupt board. They, you can give them the evidence. The law violated. They don't give a damn. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Wow. I just saw it. It's, they want to hire 9,000 more people uh, for the oh. ethics commission. Is and that like our 87,000 tax, armed tax commission? Th- you know, that's the very first thing I thought of when I saw it. That's the exact same thing I thought of. And, and right. the thought of hiring 9,000 more people for the ethics commission to... To, to, to uncover what we already have, you and I and several others, this, this mess of unethical behavior. Okay, I, I'd like to add something to that, kid. Yeah. Do you, do you know under North Dakota law, law enforcement has no duty to protect the public? Under the law, they only have a duty to protect those in their custody. If this isn't an argument for the Second Amendment, I don't know what is. On top of it, my sheriff in Walsh County will not enforce laws when I've given them written evidence of the crime video evidence of another crime, he won't do a damn thing. He's supposed to be a constitutional sheriff. I got case law, federal case law, that says if you violate your oath of office, you're removed, and I'm going to start pushing that one. But you see, that's the thing. That's why these people look down on us the way they do. Because you look at things like Hunter Biden's laptop. You look at things like Biden's garage full of classified documents. And that's at the federal level. But we have similar things that are happening right here. Stengem's emails disappearing. That's what I'm trying to tell Uh, people. We got the same swamp in North Dakota. And and it's, okay, I'm going to say tell you guys, you know the little inside joke, I don't know if you even know this, but the little inside joke is the fact that it's called the Bismarck Mafia. And it's actually called that, and it's known by that, even at the even at the federal level, the Kramers, the Hovens, and everything else, because that's the way they're running the store, the state oh, oh yeah. is the Bismarck Mafia, and and it's it's a little tongue in cheek joke, but it's not if you're stuck in the middle of this freaking quagmire. Right, and then you got Bergam appointing a, a, a judge like Douglas Barr, who is a criminal and does not enforce the law himself. We we can't have judges like that sitting on the North Dakota Supreme Court. And I'll say that because I can back it up. Well, and we look at things like these Bitcoin companies that are coming in and everything yeah. else. Carbon that captures. Carbon captures. Uh, oh, the, don't even get me started uh, on capture, cabin, carbon uh, capture. That is one of the biggest money farces that Burgum is pushing right now. And people need to really understand that this guy standing up there in his suit with his smile and his whatever wife, that this guy is no good. He is sold out. This country, he is not working for the people. Well, and he's already pushing to have the corporate farming laws removed. And I w- the first thing that, that came to my mind when that came up was the, the Gates purchase of the property at by Campbell Farms would, was, would have been hindered by the corporate, but they found a loophole around that. But if we can remove the corporate farming law, then all of this carbon captures and all of these Bitcoin companies and everything else that are coming in looking for land, it's going to be a wholesale thing. And what it is is there's going to be people that won't be able to turn down the money or if they decide they don't want to sell – Again, your property taxes. What, so there's going to be one way or the other of taking the land, yeah, but they, similar to what they've done in Montana and Wyoming. Yeah, they spin everything, kid. Just like the, the gas pipeline coming to the eastern part of the state. All for that. But what's the real purpose behind it? It ain't for you and me. It, it is for Fufang and other places like that. We cannot have a communist Chinese company owning property or land, in the, or a, as far as I'm concerned, any business, they're a communist country that basically has vowed to take us out. Well, we're getting a natural gas pipeline just in time for them to take our stoves away. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, yeah. we're pushing for a natural gas pipeline. Oh, but you won't be able to cook with it or anything because you're, you know, we put warning stickers on every freaking thing imaginable. So couldn't we just put a warning sticker on a gas stove? Oh, say, by the way, if you got a kid with asthma, it might make it worse. No, we have to ban them. So I mean, this, the, oh, the idiocy of what's going on around us is, is almost, it would be comical it's if not, it wasn't so serious. It's not practical. It's not cost effective. What, what are we going to cook with then? All electric? Oh, wait. Look at the brownouts going on in California. You can't even charge your electric car out there that you can't have a gas car by 2035. California, something. you can't have outdoor grills in, in many Lawnmowers. places. They've been, fi- they've been fighting for those because outdoor grills, you know, you're burning your charcoal. And so you've got, yeah. I mean, they are looking yeah. to take over every step of the way until there is nothing left. I mean, the only thing we're going to be able to do as a people is go, thank you, sir. May I have another? We're all going to turn on each other if this keeps going down this road. We're going to, it's going to be scary. Well, this is reminding of me because I'm a history person and this reminds me of back when people would work for the large corporations, uh, like the large coal companies or something, and they would live in the corporation housing. So they paid rent to the company. They had to shop at the company store. Uh, all of their heat and everything else came from the corporation. And so basically at the, at the end of the week when they got their paycheck, oftentimes they owed the corporation more than their paycheck. So the very first thing that happened was as soon as your, your children were old enough, Guess where they went? They went into the mines and they went into the corporate fields and everything else because you had a debt to work off. Yep. And so this is where I see us returning to this this lifestyle. And of course, we, we went to the unions and stuff to get out of this. But the problem is this time the unions are compromised and they're feeding us right down the same path. We got a lot of things, big corporations, you know, Disney, Amazon, you name it. They're, they're, they're compromised, their own... They're beholden, the NBA, beholden to China. I call it the Chinese basketball league. I love sports. It sickens me to watch sports now with all the woke crap going on. You know, the funny thing was was, uh, was when the Buffalo player went down, amazing how prayer on the field was suddenly okay. Yep. But, I mean, the thing that, that bothers me is, is people. This isn't in your hands. I understand you're going to get doors slammed in your face. You're going to be belittled. You're going to be called nasty names. You're going to be called crazy. You're going to, you're going to be joked out uh, as far as being a tin hat or anything else. But I would like to tell you all, I would like to remind you all, um, at the beginning of COVID and stuff, when I started doing my research and things, and I started telling people uh, stuff that's happening, almost everything I said from the very beginning has now come true. Yes. So you can call me all the names you want. You can call me stupid, you can laugh at me, and you can do everything you want. However, I have to tell you, I'm still healthy. I'm not dropping dead on fields. I'm not having um, having heart attacks anywhere. My cancer has not returned because I have not been vaccinated. And I would tell you something, I will go to my grave to keep that the same. Right. I've basically told my local sheriff, you're, you're not making me take that, no matter what executive order comes down. And that's another thing. He won't. He won't address either way if he will enforce an unconstitutional executive order from the governor or the president. We've had some sheriffs in North Dakota that said they weren't going to enforce Burgum's executive orders. They were unconstitutional. Where are our attorneys? Where's the ACLU, the joke of a law firm, taking these things to court and fighting for us? The problem is is that we've been infiltrated at just about every level, and uh, the people that 
haven't been a part of the machine are scared. Mm-hmm. Like the lawyers that I talk to go, we'd love to help you, but uh, I want to keep my license. I got a family to feed. I've got bills to pay and you'll have to go somewhere else. And there's even a, a rule uh, in North Dakota that you have to be licensed in North Dakota in order to practice law in North Dakota. So guess what? If they take your law license, <gasps> see, I mean, everywhere you look, they have you coming and going, but that doesn't mean you don't fight. People need to understand what you just said is huge. The North Dakota Supreme Court, and I brought this up last time, I think it was on there, said judges, they've ruled themselves. Judges can act with malice, misconduct, and corruption, and they're immune from prosecution. We are not represented anywhere in this government, not the courts, not the executive branch, not the judiciary. And people need to understand we need to take it back. We need to vote these people out. We need to do initiatives. When the legislators came out and said that uh, their emails, which are on state uh Laptops and stuff doing state business could not be accessed because it was private, even with our open record laws. I, I really, I mean, I knew we had a problem before that, but I went, Houston, we have a problem because there should be nothing being done for the state, especially utilizing state equipment that can't be FOIA'd. Okay. And the minute they made their emails solitary, you can't touch them, we had a problem. I'll give you a quick example how the government works for the government. This is a small one now. Um, years ago, I asked my county commissioners to record their county commission meetings and post them on their website because it's at 9 in the morning. People are at work at 9 in the morning. You know what? Didn't even get a second to the motion. That tells you they don't want transparency. And then these executive meetings, they got to go. You, you can't get them on their open record. You know what? This legislator that's on the county commission, she just asked the county commission if they would record them and, and put them on. She, she could attend by Zoom or whatever. But now they asked for it to be recorded and put on the website. Now it's being done because the legislator wanted it. See, Not the people wanted it, yeah. the legislature. Yeah, see, and, and this, is where, this is where I draw the line. Well, we've had a wonderful hour. Uh, if, if you want any more information, um, you could probably go to my Facebook page. And if you have IM me uh, at, at um, Common Sense Uncensored at Facebook, I'll do my best to answer you there. And what we need to do is we need to understand that there are more of us than there are of them. We right. have the power. We have the voice. Mitch? Thank you so much. It's you always bet. an honor to have you show up, and I know you're as fired up as I am. Everybody, we can do this, but we have to work together, and we have to come together. We have to stop letting them divide us and allow right. us to they, fight. And they each are dividing other. us. Yes, we have, to, we have to let them come together and let us come together, and we will win this. Everybody, I love you all. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Slow down. It's icy out there.